Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Molly Rushmeyer is here today with us to talk about her recent release, The Bookshop of Secrets. A born and bred Midwestern gal, Molly Rushmeyer makes her home in central Minnesota with her husband and two spunky, beautiful daughters. She's not only a bibliophile, the dustier the better in her opinion, she's a true Anglophile at heart. Tea and coffee fuel her travels by Google Maps, at least, and her passion for the written word. So thank you so much, Molly, for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start off as we often do with having you like tell us a little bit about the book. It's like in lieu of reading the back cover copy that everybody mm -hmm. can go to Amazon and read. Give us the, yeah. you know, the elevator pitch, if you will. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <Molly> version. <laughs> the Molly version. Um, well, I'll try not to be too long winded then. Um, <laughs> So You've got half book. an hour, and then you get no questions. Okay. Clock is ticking, right? Okay, so this story is about Hope Sparrow, and she is a survivor of human trafficking. Um, that is her background, but that's not the focus of the story. Um, the focus of the story is her um, arriving in this North Shore, Minnesota town, taking place on the shores of Lake Superior um, in a little town that I made up, <laughs> but is inspired by some of the small towns that I love um, in that area of Minnesota, which is again, where I live. Mm -hmm. And she is arriving there to um, <clears throat> find a stack of books that her mother has left for her. And these books are all first editions, they're antiquarian. And she has this sort of rumor in the back of her mind about a family treasure. And so not only are the books sort of this missing puzzle piece in her life um, and kind of filling in some gaps about who she is, who her family was, um, she also is kind of looking for that treasure so that she can start doing what she wants to do with her life, which is opening up a um, bookmobile slash food truck because like why don't those exist already right exactly <laughs> like the two I can yeah, catch your vision yes yeah um <clears throat> and so the crux of the story is her looking for those books um she encounters um a lovely family that owns this old bookshop it's sort of overrun with books and she um and these books that she's looking for are supposed to be there, but she can't find them. The shop owner um, is dealing with the beginning stages of dementia and can't remember if he has them or not. And so then she also encounters his grandson. There's a little romantic thread there. Um, <laughs> and they're looking for the books throughout um, the story. And what I hope happens is that she kind of realizes that you know, it's really not about finding these books. That's not the most important thing because she wants to get them and get out of there. Um, but she realizes that there's something a lot more important. There's a different kind of treasure, if you will, to be found in this place through the people and the you know, stories of her family to be found. So, yeah. So that's, I guess, the book in a nutshell. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's yeah. good. It's good. All right. So um, 
I know we talked about in our little Facebook chat, the three of us, we all really enjoyed this book, which was, which yeah. was fun. Um, so we all have a question. So, and Valerie, it looks like you're at the top of the list. So <laughs> you and Cooney are up next. Cooney? She's like 90% asleep here. <laughs> uh, so as you mentioned in your recent blurb, um, Hope Sparrow is a victim of human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that's a, it really shapes who she is. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. it, it is important to the story in mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. So I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that because you already did say it. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I kind blurb, of want people the to official know that. does hint of a, a tragic past. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, parts of the truth come out early in the story and then um, carries on. So I'm curious what led you to bring this kind of a background in to your main character and um, about the research and, and uh, that sort of thing? That's a great question. Um, and, you know, I haven't talked about this a lot, um, except for like, I guess I had a question about it at a library reading, but, <coughs> excuse me, I have <laughs> asthma and it's like really <laughs> acting up right now. Okay, so the, the thing that sort of sparked that um, as sort of her background, her dark moment um, story in the background um, is that I actually worked at a pregnancy resource center for almost eight years um, okay. where I live here in central Minnesota. And as I, you know, just began that career and I thought that was going to be my long-term career, but it ended up not being, but it, it's where I needed to be at the time. Um, I had just graduated from college with a psychology degree and then um, worked at this pregnancy center. What we were hearing a lot about, and it was kind of a newer concept to me, this um, idea of modern day slavery. I was like, you know, what that exists? And, um, and it, you know, was really, really tragic to hear some of these stories coming out from that. And um, our whole staff, and many other, you know, mental health organizations and that kind of thing in the area were getting trainings on how to spot human trafficking um, and, you know, how to be a safe place for people to come and share that if they needed help, you know, what to do, who to call, all of that stuff. Um, and so as I just started to learn more and more about that, obviously, uh, it was just like heartbreaking stuff. Oh, um, sure. But one thing that I learned was that there is hope to be found there. Um, you know, that people were escaping, there were rescues taking place. Um, there's a lot more work to be done out there. Um, it's in no way, shape or form um, an extinct problem um, in the world today, but there are organizations devoted to rescuing these girls, um, men, women and children, I should say. And so, um, it just became an issue very near and dear to my heart. And as I, um, you know, kind of phased out of that part of my life and um, took up writing and things like that, I just sort of started thinking back to that time. And I had actually had an opportunity to talk with several times and actually interview twice um, a woman who was the executive director and starting up a safe home. Um, transitional home for women and children who are getting out of that life and um, had been rescued or escaped. And she just talked about how, even though it's such a dark thing in our world, like 
um, that there is hope for those people afterwards, you know, that they can get, you know, the counseling and the help that they need mm -hmm. to, you know, um, pursue a life and whatever they choose to do with it for the rest of their right. life. So that just became something that I really wanted as sort of the background to show that no matter what we've been through, it could be the darkest thing yeah. that God has light and, you know, life beyond that for us. Um, and that he can help us through that. So, yeah. So I hope that kind of answers. It, it you know, sure that does. And I, I love that the character's name is hope and I won't go into how, how that all yeah. happened. Um, <laughs> but it's very, uh, apt I guess in the in the circumstance so just yeah. a little shout out to that and <laughs> readers can figure it out as they get through the book so <laughs> say I appreciated the fact that while you did still deal with all of that in her past it wasn't a dark book um no. so many mm. of the books that touch on this issue or really explore the issue end up being very very dark and hard to read and while this was still very much part of the story and part of Hope's life. It was not this big, heavy, dark book that like you can't read it before bed or, you know, that it, it, it still is, is a really accessible story. So I don't want people to like hear that and then be like, oh, nope, don't, right. don't nope out because of that topic. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. It is and, yeah. so beautifully and it's not, it's not dark at all. No, Good. I'm, I'm, so. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I definitely didn't want to <laughs> yeah. yeah, the romance arc, I think, was done really well. Someone may have a question on that, so I won't go any further. Yes. But with her <laughs> history and her background, yeah, I really appreciated the way the romance panned out in the story. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> All right, so Narelle, you're up. I am up. So <laughs> I also, I love lots of things about this book, but one thing I really love was the treasure hunt mystery in the story. Mm -hmm. So being an Aussie, I'm really not that familiar with the history of the Great Lakes and Lake Superior. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that there were pirates on Lake yeah. Superior. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that never crossed my mind. I think because I live in an island country where surrounded by oceans, I think mm. of pirates as being in the Caribbean or on the right. out there somewhere in the Pacific or the Indian Ocean or the Great Southern Ocean and don't think about it being on a, a lake. I think we can so, blame the movie industry for that, Narelle. Right. Yes, I think we can. Absolutely. I just, I just want to say as having grown up in the United States school system, I did not also know that there was pirates. Okay. And, so. and growing up in Canada, mostly in the West, but some in Manitoba, which is not that far from Lake Superior. I, mm -hmm. I also, and you know what, Beth, it's that we don't think about the things we don't know about, right? Yeah, like, so right if somebody goes, like, what do you not know? Well, yeah. I don't know what Everything. I don't know. I don't know. Right. But I, I previously yeah. also did not know about the pirates. So you're not alone, yeah. Narelle. It's not. All it's right. Not so anyway, <laughs> so getting, yeah. getting to my question, I always have an intro before I get there, don't I? So <laughs> did any real life pirate history inspire the treasure hunt mystery in the story? Is probably my yeah, question. definitely. Um, and I just would share that opinion with all of you. <laughs> I didn't know about the, you know, Lake Superior, Great Lakes Pirates until I started um, researching for this book. And one of the things that I like to do in all of my books, even though they are contemporary stories, I just love history so much that I just love weaving some interesting, you know, piece of history through this contemporary story. And so when I started to think about, you know, what I could 
you know, kind of thread through the background of the story in that historical sense. Um, I just happened upon like some articles about um, Lake Superior history, the Great Lakes, and um, started reading about how there were actual pirates, um, not exactly what we think, not the Disney version, you know, Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean, but there were um, groups of people who would sail around and they would take goods from merchants, um, steal them. There was some killing that happened and um, other nefarious things. And sometimes it was the trading and selling of people. Sometimes it was the, you know, um, stealing of, you know, things like alcohol, you know, any kinds of like, you know, as in the book, how they talk about stealing treasures, things like that. I mean, it could be valuables and it certainly was um, merchandise and things that those ships were, you know, passing between ports and, you know, trying to get onto land um, to trade or sell. So it was very interesting to look through that because I'm a Minnesota gal. I, you know, have been here all my life and I didn't know any of that stuff either. Um, maybe if I had grown up more, you know, up north where um, some of that stuff would have been part of the history there, maybe I would have heard about it. I don't know. Maybe they teach that a little bit more in school up there, but I didn't know anything about that either until I just happened upon it. So mm, it's cool. fascinating, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, and I appreciated as a not super history person um, that you had those historical things, but it didn't, again, we didn't get heavy into them. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like, oh, this should have been a split time novel or anything, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was there and it was really rich in part of the story, but it wasn't so much that I was like, they're talking about history again. <laughs> that often happens when I, I mean, like, we're contemporary, right? I mean, yeah. we just are. <laughs> What's that doing there? <laughs> That's in the past. I don't want to know that. Whereas I love reading historicals, so I was there with bells on. <laughs> you probably could have done more for Narelle, but that's okay. Yeah. I was happy. I love the book. It's all good. Right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So even with like trafficking and pirates and all of this, it's still to me, and I think Valerie and Narelle would agree, a love story. Um, it's still very much, it's, you know, it's not about the pirates or the trafficking um, so much as it is still at its heart a love story, which I loved because mm -hmm. like, hello, romance novels. Um, right. So too. <laughs> tell us favorite things about Hope and Ronan and why those make them perfect for each other. Mm. You know, when I set about writing this and, and I can't write something without romance in it, like I, you know, this might be categorized as just straight up contemporary fiction, you know, that kind of thing, but it really is a heavy romance thread. <clears throat> and when I thought about who would be the right match for hope, I knew it had to be somebody who was very sensitive to her needs, who was calm, patient, um, somebody that, you know, was not going to push her to open up because that's so difficult for her. She just really needed to be able to do that on her own mm -hmm. and in her own time. And so I just, 
not that I wanted to make the perfect human being because Ronan has his own issues. He's got some deep wounds of his own that he is working through throughout the story, as you guys know. Yeah. Um, but he needed to be somebody that was just the right match for all the things that she had gone through and that have affected her personality and her ability to trust and open up to people. And I don't know, I just dreamed up this Ronan and he seemed like the right guy for her. Not perfect, but perfect for her. So yeah, yeah, and I guess that, you know, on the flip side, um, what he needed was somebody who could see and care about him for him, not see him and think of his family and all the drama that has taken place over the centuries for, you know, back to history here. Family. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and also within his own personal history, you know, people have been sort of judging him for years now, um, because of a tragedy that happened, um, on his watch. Um, you know, he just got to read the book to find out about that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so he needed somebody really understanding and someone that would care about him, love him for mm-hmm. him. And I think that that's, you know, what she does. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I would agree. You did a great job. They're both, um, they're sort of broken. They're both sort of broken, but their broken pieces line up with the not broken pieces in the other person. And so they, they're still good for each other, even though they're, they're broken. Right. Which I like seeing. Yeah. I think one of the things that was, uh, that drew me to him was his sensitivity towards, um, his grandparents right it's been a couple of weeks since I read it now and and the issues that they've got with um his um dementia and so forth like he just really um seemed to be all the right things there as well and when you've got somebody who's sensitive to that um you know the the elderly the small child the mongrel dog whatever (laughs) whoever the needy person or character is in the book then that's it's got to be a big plus for their character do you is is this for sure only ever a standalone do you see where they're like because I think her friend um (laughs) could could use her own story right Um, and I've gotten that a lot from people which of course it's like that's wonderful to hear because that means that people are, you know, invested in those characters. Um, right now it is a standalone. Um, the publisher that I'm working with in this particular line, the Love Inspired Trade, which is kind of a fairly new line for them, um, they're just doing standalones for that. Um, but I mean, you know, never say never. Maybe <laughs> it's something where I could write a novella that continues um Kat's story which is her friend um or maybe at some point they will be more open to you know considering a another in a series for that so I'm open to it <laughs> sure. that's Knowing for sure what I do of of love inspired in general not this particular line they are very fond of not labeling things as a series for a particular author even when they clearly are yeah so anybody from love inspired is listening some of us love series and we'd like to be able to see at a glance if things really do belong together Mm -hmm. 
Like so, I've noticed that with a lot of publishers actually lately, yeah. you know, now that you say that, you know, it's like, you're looking at these books from the same author and you got to go through and well, when was this one published? Yes. Well, when this, yeah. you know, it's yeah. to figure oh, out. And it's in the same book. town. Yeah. So yeah. are they related to each other? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I wouldn't mind even like here, all you're writing next, next couple books, we'll, we'll get them for you. Um, so Kat, you know, <laughs> write that one. And then also the teenager, <laughs> That they're, that Ronan is mentoring, give him oh, like yeah. five or six oh. years. He is fabulous. And yeah. now he's got this yeah. great backstory. I'd love to know what his life holds. So yeah. you oh, know, that's a great ever, idea. If you ever get bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he in was my, good. all my free time. I can't remember his name, but he was amazing. <laughs> I can't either. Was it Travis? I want to say it was Travis, but I don't think. Oh, Tate. Tate. Is that who you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. 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 Close. Travis, almost there. Yeah. Okay. T. There you go. So tell us more about the bookshop itself. Um, uh, just tell us, like, kind of, I don't know, close your eyes and envision it and walk us through this bookshop. <laughs> well, and first I have to say, like, there are some gorgeous Victorian homes up near Duluth, which, Hi, Daisy. Um, which is where, like, this whole thing is inspired. And in my mind, like, you walk up this big like wraparound porch it's got like you know one of those rounded turrets you know on the outside and when you walk in dusty jackets bookshop it's going to be just sort of overrun with books but in the best possible way so like a book lover's dream really um of course this bothers hope a little bit she is a little <laughs> more organized and she does help to you know get it a little bit more um you know organized and and uh, get you know, the book's not so much like toppling towers, but you know, in, in line on shelves and things like that. But, um, and then I just see it as sort of like a home that you also work in, <laughs> you know, because they've got the kitchen and the dining room in the back, they've got, you know, extra rooms and things in the back, the whole, you know, main, um, what used to be the living space, sitting room, things like that are all part of this bookshop now. And so, and then of course, Hope gets the lucky room of the, you know, rounded room upstairs where she gets to stay um, when she's hired on to help at the bookshop, which is, would be like my dream come true. Yeah, I did kind of feel my nose twitching a little bit with sneezing, you know? Yeah. Um, but I could, uh, yeah, I, I was envisioning it a lot, like what you just said. So mm -hmm. you, that came through in the, in the book, in the story for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was so charming. Like open one up somewhere, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Either that or the food truck. Book yeah, yeah. The food I'm, truck I'm a little concerned about Hope's dream there because all I can envision is somebody spilling hot chocolate on a, on a <laughs> yeah, and just oh. kind of crying a little bit inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would definitely be a hazard for sure. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're like pretty much bang on for our perfect time right oh, now. Okay. So, yeah, we're doing great. So, um why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what's coming next and mm -hmm. where they can find you in your books? Sure. Um, story. Yeah. What's that? Sorry. I'm apparently that. not Kat's story. Yeah. <laughs> I know not right now anyway, but like I said, let's never say never. 
Um, so the actual next book that I am working on, though, and that is going to be coming out with the same um, publisher, this Love Inspired Trade, um, comes out August 29th, 2023, and it's called The Lost Manuscript. And mm -hmm. this is kind of a non-traditional love story. Um, so this is a book about a, an estranged married couple um, who have to come together to search for this lost manuscript. And it's an illuminated manuscript um, from the medieval era. And I don't know if you know what that is, but it's yeah. like those, oh, yeah. like I do, but stuff. tell everyone. Okay, so <laughs> it's one, and you probably have seen pictures or maybe seen one at a museum once in a while, um, but they are the um, very delicate, intricate, um, painted, uh, manuscripts from the medieval era and and they often have like a portrait of picture around the words right yes yep and right. some pages would be a full you know painting of something then you know other pages were scribed you know words um there were very intricate designs a lot of times like around the words things like that and they called them illuminated because a lot of times they were using um well, very bright colors, first of all, but also they would use gold or silver, you know, leaf to kind of decorate. Um, and so they were kind of shining almost, you know, like they were illuminated. So um, that is what they're looking for. And it's actually a manuscript that the main character, the female main character, um, that her grandmother went missing, um, searching for it. And so just as much as they are looking for the manuscript, um, and actually really more importantly, um, they are looking for this grandmother that disappeared and they're not sure if, um, you know, it was an accident that she went missing or if something nefarious was going on. Her grandmother had become sort of obsessed with this manuscript that she said you know, existed and that it was written by a woman, which was very unusual, of course, as you can probably imagine for uh, medieval times. And um, she had mentioned to her grandmother or granddaughter that she um, thought that somebody was actually after her and was sabotaging her research. And her granddaughter, because she had become so obsessed with it, kind of brushed it off and thought, you know, she's just really getting very paranoid and she didn't know what to think about it, but then she goes missing. So as they're searching for it, um, they're also looking for these clues to figure out what happened to her. Cool. And so, so is it more of a mystery? Yes, it it's very much, um, I would say it's a mystery and it is also a romance. Well, you said um, they were estranged, so they they, they need to figure that out at the end, yeah. right? Okay. Yes. Like exactly. married romance is a thing that people love. So, um, and, <laughs> and always say that they want more of, like if you go to a lot of the reader groups on Facebook, there are always people saying that they, they would like to see more married romance. Mm -hmm. So, um, that, that yeah. could be really good. It sounds exciting. Very mm. cool. Yeah, and I really love, um, I was able to write this one about um, a town that I studied abroad in. Um, it's in England, so Northern England um, is called Annick, and there's a beautiful castle there. And um, that's actually where I studied while I was in college. And so it was really fun to just bring this place that I love so much um, into the story. And so the whole you know, plot of the story takes place 
um, in Northern England as they're, you know, following these clues and trying to find this manuscript and yeah. the grandmother. So yeah. Molly, so I just cool. want to know when you were at this castle in England, did you get the turret room? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Bummer. I know the accommodations for students, I mean, they were adequate, but they were not um, yeah. very royal looking or all right. Um, <laughs> It sounds amazing. And we've, I'm just going to say something really quickly to our Aussie listeners. Um, Molly's book's available in Big W, which is very, we don't see that many um, Christian or inspirational romances available. So they've like in your equivalents to Walmart and places like that. But your book is in Big W, which is very oh, exciting. Wonderful. Yes. Cool. All right. And your website, is it mollyrushmeyer.com? It is Molly J. Rushmeyer. The J. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I had to be difficult that way. But so it's just M O L L I E J and then Rushmeyer, just like it sounds. It's R U S H M E Y E R dot com. And then I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I am on Twitter, but I don't use it very much. So I would suggest maybe, checking, you know, yeah, let's connect on one of those other ones, probably a little bit more. Um, I do have a newsletter that goes out once a month and, you know, I've got some fun tidbits on there. I do recipe re reboots. I do tea and book pairings. Um, and just kind of, you know, let people know about different sales going on for the book or giveaways, things like that. So it's a lot of fun if you want to join in with that as well. Excellent. Sounds fun. It does. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us because this was thank super fun and we really did enjoy the book. Um, definitely if you haven't read it yet, put it on your list and, and get to it. <laughs> sooner rather than later and I'll put the rather there in my editor always I always say sooner than later and my editor is like rather than rather. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh well thank you guys so much for having me it was a lot of fun yeah <laughs> and I'm so, so glad you guys like the book I mean yes, there's nothing yeah. better to hear as an author especially a brand new author <laughs> <laughs> definitely so if you're watching or listening, you I, we'd love to know your thoughts. If you've read it, let us know what you thought or if you're going to go read it now because you should. Uh, let us know <laughs> as well in the comments. And um, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit subscribe and uh, the little bell for the notifications so you never miss an episode. And we will see you next week. And in the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.